Good morning. This is AB. And this is a Talk About God podcast. And I'm just going to go ahead and apologize that I have been away for so long. Um, it, it's been a, a weird ride. I am kind of struggling through some ideals and beliefs um, in researching what could possibly be false teachers that are in my life um, or at least around it. I uh, came across some really big like fancy Christian words that I didn't understand. Um, And being me (laughs) and just naturally one to dig I got to digging and in digging it has called some things in question because I didn't even know this is how amazing of a like formal I'm gonna say it that way formal Christian I am I didn't even know we had words for these type of things um that I'm digging on for instance and I'm probably going to mispronounce them so hardcore that it will not even be funny. But polygonism, P-E-L-A-G-I-A-N-I-S-M. It's the theological doctrine of Pelagius, Pelagius, I don't know, and his followers, in particular the denial of doctrines of original sin and predestination in defense of an innate human goodness and free will. Um, yeah, just chew on that for a while. It'll blow your mind after a bit. Inclusivism, um, which it asserts that there is a beauty in a variety of different schools of thought, that they can live together in harmony. Um, Inclusivism is the belief that although one belief system is true, aspects of its truth can be found in other religions. So it's basically from my digging on that, because I was like, what? Even after that definition? Thank you. Um, I think it's an idea that probably a lot of us hold that I'm still trying to get to the bottom of. So please don't think that I'm endorsing anything I don't know what I'm doing but it's an idea that because based off of this idea that truths of your one true belief like okay I know no one can be saved except through Christ that's true based off of that one would argue possibly if they were an inclusivism person that what if a I don't know a Muslim for instance had never heard the good news but behaved in a way that was very much Christ-like right was a good person was kind was generous was you know all of these things what if they behaved in such a way but they had never heard and that's the kicker from what I'm finding is whether or not you hear the good news because we all know that we're saved by faith and faith comes from hearing um so what if they never heard one whom is inclusive 
would say that one that follows inclusive inclusivism there we go would say that they would then in turn be saved because they never got to do that ultimate sin of rejecting Christ because they never got to hear of Christ and if one never hears of Christ then one can never truly be damned I think that that's a possible overreach because now you're taking what does indeed save you without the shadow of a doubt flipping it and saying well the one thing that definitely sends you to hell without a shadow of a doubt didn't happen so naturally they're saved and it's like ah, I don't know are they because I don't know genuinely I don't know I feel like it's an overreach to even for me at this point in my life to have an opinion on this because I don't know there are some things that are God's ways and not mine and I like I don't know why I have to know I don't know why I have to have a <clears throat> overall belief on that the inclusive inclusivism ism oh my gosh inclusive ism there we go people from what I've seen say that this is the only way to say that babies who die early go to heaven this is the only way um because it's acknowledging that Christ covered original sin I guess is what they're getting at I genuinely do believe babies go to heaven. Let me start there. I think that it's because... I would like to think. Let me put it this way. I don't really know wholeheartedly what I believe at this point. But I do genuinely believe that babies go to heaven. My rationalization of that, whether it be true or false, is because they have not inherently made any decisions one way or the other about anything. They just haven't. They haven't decided to accept nor reject Christ. Either or. Not because they've never heard about Christ. I'm sh I mean, a baby can hear about Christ. People can talk about Christ all around that baby. But that baby is not mentally capable of accepting one way or the other. Therefore, I believe that absolutely they do go to heaven same thing with someone who is um, just mentally incapable. Um, so I don't know. That's my thought on that. I don't know how I feel about the pelagonism or whatever you want to call it. Um, because it wipes out original sin and predestination <clears throat> in um, defense of innate human goodness and free will um, excuse me um, I don't know I feel like I'm more of a free will type of person and predestination I only believe in so far as what God himself has set up and again who am I to know but then we move on to another really big words that are much easier to say but also extremely confusing to me which is limited theism 
which is a term used generally to define a belief in God of the Christian Bible that limits any of his divine attributes. Christian theism usually manifests itself in the particular belief that God is all good, but that he is limited in power, denying his divine divine omnipotence. Usually this is done in an attempt to explain theodicity, why bad things happen when there is a good God. Or manifestations of limited theism include open theism and Molinism. Um, so, I can say I genuinely don't believe in limited theism. Um, personally, I think that if God chooses to limit himself in any way, shape, or form, it is not... It is not my explanation for why good bad things happen to good people. Sin is... The fallen world is the enemy that is very real is the tests that God says he will give you is like there I feel are scriptural evidences as to why God can still be holy and good and righteous but also be just and that my view of justice is not necessarily aligned at all times with God's view that I everybody always argues well what about cancer do you think it's just for what's a seemingly good innocent we'll say woman for this case to get cancer no I'm not saying that's God's justice I'm not telling you that that's not a trial I'm not telling you that that's not the enemy trying to break her down and that God won't get more glory there was a man born blind in Jesus' time that was born blind merely so God could be glorified. I think that it gets overcomplicated when we try to say, well, God is omnipotent, which just means he's, he's everywhere all the time, omnipresent, constantly available, always watching, always here with every single one of us. He watches bad things happen. How can he be good if he sees bad things happen to us and he doesn't step in and do what we say is right? And I feel like, and again, I could be wrong. This is just me trying to work these things out because I've been struggling with them for days. But in that particular regard on the limited theism, I would genuinely say that my stance is because he knows better than me. He sees the full picture. I don't. He, just putting it in personal perspective, we walked through something that was extremely hard, extremely painful, spent, I don't know, probably months crying over it. Very heartbroken, very hurt, very difficult, gut sickening. Was God any less good to me during that time? And my answer is no. Because in that time, it hurt. I felt like I was being gutted. My heart was being ripped out. It was awful. But God saw the other side. And standing here on the other side, I would walk through that hell all over again if it got me here. Knowing without a doubt that this is where I would be, absolutely, I feel like it was God's goodness that got me here. And it was God's goodness that saw me through that, which is why I don't believe in any type of limited theism or um there's also finite theism which is the same thing as the limited theism um 
I will just say from (laughs) this personal experience, um, be careful who you listen to, myself included. I I keep saying, please don't take everything I say for face value and, you know, act like I am the end all be all. I am literally just a girl searching for truth in God's word, trying so very hard to get in through that narrow gate rather than the wide one and am looking for truth just the same as what I hope you to be. In looking for truth, we can't be complacent. We have to know God's word. We need to know God's word well enough that if someone gets close enough, we'll know. And by that, I mean the devil sticks close enough to the word to make you think it's correct. That's exactly what he did with Adam and Eve in the garden, right? He told Eve, did God tell you you couldn't touch that tree? No, <laughs> that was close, but not it was close, but not quite. He said, you can't eat from the fruit. So he stuck just close enough to confuse her and make her question. And then that's where it spiraled from there. I want to be able to spot a teacher or anyone talking to me about God and God's word. I want to be able to know when they're just close enough to not be right. And I want to know when they're spot on and when they're right. And the only way for me or even you to do this is to get in the word ourselves, to study God's word, to dig into God's word, to know God's word. Because one day, I'm not like a fear monger, please don't take it this way, but there may come a day when we're not allowed to have that Bible in our hands. There are plenty of other churches across the world that not everybody within the church has a Bible. This is a weird American thing that we have. We are extremely blessed. We have been for many, 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 many years. It may not last. And if it doesn't last, will we have enough of his word written on our hearts like the Bible says to do? That these words, they were stored away. They were written on their hearts. Will we have enough of this of his word written on our hearts that we would be okay without that book in our hands i i i'm not there <laughs> yet i want to be there so desperately but i'm not there yet i have much more to do before i get there but i'm actively trying to get there my question is is are you are you also actively trying with me to get to the point that somebody could take that bible from your hands and you would know well enough to know if someone is almost right because that's our goal that's what should be our goal that's my goal so anyway thank you for sticking it out with me for listening wherever you are I you have no idea how encouraging it is to know that at the very least my time is not completely wasted even if only one person is listening and it doesn't fall on deaf ears then I hope to encourage you I hope that God moves through you and that as always you get in the word it's so very important I can't stress it enough and wrestle that's what I've been doing for days I've been wrestling with these really fancy Christian terms that confuse me And so I wrestle enough to dig and learn 
and educate myself um because if this is what's out there in our quote christian circles how can i expect someone with zero christian background let's be honest my christian background comes from really awful churches (laughs) when i was younger and what i've learned along the way through scripture myself not what i've been formally taught and so if i as a more mature christian have never in my life heard of these things how easy would it be to lead someone astray someone who has no idea what they think or what they believe or whatever i'm not gonna lie after reading everything i was very much a inclusive ism person especially when i was a young christian because i couldn't understand i couldn't there is that part of me or was at that time that was like well how can a good and just god condemn a really good person to hell my go-to was always a buddhist a buddhist person lived a great life never killed a fly literally because they don't believe in that how could he condemn them to hell i will tell you as a mature christian i know that the word says there is only one way to the father and that is through the son no son no father and that's harsh right that sounds so unfair here but god also knows it says that he knows that's where they get the predestination i'm not saying that everything is predestined um in the way that we think about it but he knows everything he knew at the beginning of the world who was going to accept him and who wasn't he knew why because he's god that's my personal stance on it i could be completely wrong and i hope that you search for yourself um but there are so many things that you don't there are words to what we believe that again i am just now finding out exist i did not realize that we had to overcomplicate things so much (laughs) within religion and theology i get that it's a lot to grasp i think that at the end of the day i like running with some things are not just for me to know some things i don't need to know it doesn't make me love christ any less it doesn't make christ love me any less some things are inconsequential and just a point to argue on within the church and at that point i'm not really interested in it but anyway i pray that the lord blesses you today as always get in the word get in the word get in the word and uh if you feel like researching as well good luck (laughs) it made my head hurt i'm not gonna lie i'm not even remotely done um I feel like I just scratched the surface, but I, uh, I just ask that you pray about it and spend time with him in it. Don't just research and have your mind blown and then struggle and wrestle all by yourself. Ask for guidance, um, and go from there. God bless.